The following program may contain adult situations and language that may be unsuitable for younger listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Live from the RTDS studios, this is Chuck's World of Infinite Mojo, proudly sponsored by, with your host, Chuck Basti. Chuck's personal mission is to introduce the world to the people that motivate him on his inspirational journey into his world of infinite mojo. Here's your host, Chuck Basti. Hey, that's me. Chuck's World of Infinite Mojo on Listen Up Talk Radio Worldwide at talk-radio.ca. And uh, you're on the phone. You're not sitting here. What's up with now that? I'm in the Bahamas, buddy. <laughs> I have a feeling I missed an email or, uh, you know, what are these, a courier or, you know, like a message or a fax or, I don't know, a telex? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. No, no, you didn't miss any of those. I didn't send it to you. I'm just down here alone. Um, and you know what? It sounds great, but I'm not a heat person, so I can't wait to get back to trial. Ah. So what's the point of uh, today's show? Who we got on? We got JR Superstar, NHL All-Star, Jeremy Roenick is going to be joining us today talking about his new and latest book, which is entitled Shoot First, Pass Later. And uh, if you're listening to this, you can meet him on Saturday. So uh, stay tuned. At the end of the show, we're going to clue you as to where you can be on Saturday. Stay tuned. More Chuck's World right around the corner. Hi, it's Paul Capilcante, host of The Vinyl Experience, with a couple of magic numbers for you to remember. This is real simple. Are you ready? Here we go. Nine and three. Every Sunday at 9 a.m., 3 p.m., 9 p.m., and for good measure, 3 a.m. on Monday. This is all Eastern Time. Your time's for The Vinyl Experience. Welcome back to Chuck's World of Infinite Mojo on Listen Up Talk Radio Worldwide at talk-radio.ca. Joining me by phone in a secret location, Charles Basti Esquire. Hello, hello. Todd Miller, how are you doing today? Doing great. Probably not as good as you. Uh, we're down in the sunny Bahamas today. It's, it's a balmy 30 degrees out here today. I missed the, uh, the staff memo about the road trip. <laughs> you didn't miss it because there isn't one. <laughs> Bastard. All right. So what are we doing today? My next guest is no stranger to controversy. His latest book, Shoot First, Pass Later, is now released. And his book tour starts here in Toronto. I'd like to welcome NHL All-Star Jeremy Roenick. JR Superstar, you there? I'm here, Chuck. What's going on, pal? Well, listen, I, I wanted to talk about your book because there's a rumor going around that, that NHL hockey players don't write a book, and you've now written two. So your first book, JR, did, like... Crazy, crazy, crazy sales you sold out of your book tour down in the States. There's crazy lineups to get your stories because everyone loves to hear how opinionated you are and how controversial you can be. So tell me about your new book now coming out, Shoot First, Pass well, Later, and why that title sticks. Well, let me um, let me just correct you. It's, 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 hockey players do write books. They just don't read books. So let's get that, <laughs> let's just get that off, off, you know, off-right. Um, yeah, this is the second book. It's kind of the, the sequel to um, to uh, my first book, which was uh, you know the the hardest hitting man, the, the hardest hitting man in hockey. And um, now I, I come out and shoot uh, shoot first, pass later. It's more of a kind of a, a continuation on of, of some of the 
you know, obviously the crazy stories that have happened to me, some of the real funny stories, some of the encounters, um, some of the cool things that I've had with other celebrities. Um, and then it goes into like the transition of, of after, after hockey. It goes into now being a broadcaster, being able to uh, speak about the game today, uh, some about some of the players that are uh, that are playing today, what the game is like. I do a, a, a nice big chapter on Gary Bettman um, and uh, and my relationship with him and what he's done for the game. So, you know, it's a very very uh, quick read. It's an entertaining read. It's a fun read, and it's I think something that uh, uh, I like this book better than I than I like the first one. And the first one uh, we just was a huge success. It was a bestseller. Um, and I think this one is, uh, is is as entertaining, if not more, but easier to read, and you can get through it pretty quick. So I'm pretty excited about it. See, that's a bold statement, because I read your first book in two hours in one sitting. And, I mean, I laughed at that book. You know, it touched me in a lot of spots in that book. You know, it gave me another view of who, of, of who Jeremy Roenick is as a person, let alone as a hockey player, because I think for the most part with hockey players, you, you live in a celebrity status where everybody wants something from you as an athlete, and we'd like, to little, we'd like to know more about the person as that is. So this book here, what is it going to do that the first book didn't do? I know that you've got enough content to go around for yeah. the Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think I'm as critical on myself as I was in the first book. I think uh, a lot of my first book was really getting people to understand that my life was pretty crazy, and, and I made a lot of mistakes in some in some aspects. Whereas this book is um, again was uh, about some of the antics, but I think more a little bit more storytelling, a little bit more informative about you know my my views and my opinions and. Um, the things that I've uh, that I've gone through and that I, that I that I see on a daily basis, and, and the people that I meet, and how my encounters have been. It's uh, you know, there's some funny stories in this book. Uh, there are some serious stories, and there's some uh, there's some crazy things that I did. So, but but for the most part, it's just it's it's not as um, I don't think uh, um, I think hard on me, or at least. Um, you know, going to my into some of my uh, my deeper, darker places. So this book is a little bit more lighter than the previous book. Yeah, yeah. Can you share a yeah, funny a little, story exactly. that maybe you didn't put in the book that you want to throw out right now? Um, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff. Like I said, there's a Gary Bettman part. There's a there's a part about um, about all the celebrities and some of the celebrity encounters that I've uh, that I've gone through. There's a little bit more in my family and and you know growing up and how tough it was for them to be you know associated with me during uh, during my professional career and even still today. Um, it has uh, my 27 favorite moments in in my in my career. It has. Uh, you know some of the uh, some of the most under more underrated players in the game, and why I think they're underrated, and some of the most more overrated players. So it's you know it's a lot of it's a lot of fun to read, and it's it's like uh, it's 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 honesty, and I think that's what people really love is they they love to hear uh, the honesty coming out of what you really think and 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 your true opinions rather than than blowing a bunch of smoke and, and cliched uh, answers. You know, it's been three years since that book came out. As a person, as an NBA, uh, sorry, NBC analyst, how have you grown inside the last three years that writing this book now has been a little lighter for you in the transition from NHL athlete to broadcaster? Uh, well, you like to think that you've grown. Um, I like to think I've become a little bit more mature. Um, a lot of people will disagree and, and, and fight that, uh, that, that concept. However, 
you know, when you uh, when you leave the game and all of a sudden you become a fan and you're not a part of that uh, that professional uh, lifestyle and atmosphere, um, you have to find things that are going to keep you busy. You have to find ways of of, of uh, generating income. You have to find ways of keeping yourself busy, and then you start working for a company that's uh, like I did in NBC, which uh, obviously has really high profile. Uh, it is very, very uh, important that you uh, represent uh, the company extremely well. We call it representing the peacock. Um, so you really, you really have to watch it, what you do and who you, who you say it to and who you, who you uh, surround yourself with. And I think, for me, it's been... Um, it's been an interesting transition into being, um, you know, a huge, a huge life, huge ego in front of the spotlight to um, having to, you know, really kind of tone down and, and be in your best behavior as much as you can. You know, I'd like to talk more about that transition for you there on the other side of the break. Uh, but right now we're going to take a break now and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side of this side of the break. Stay tuned. More Chuck's World of Infinite Mojo right up after the break. Gene Godfrey here. You can join me here on Radio That Doesn't Suck.com for Classic FM, which I've been calling the album friendly intimacy of progressive FM radio, celebrating over 30 years on the air. The atmosphere of the early days of FM, known as the progressive era, inclusive of various genres and live in studio guests. You can find me on Facebook as well. It'd be nice to hear from you. Classic FM, Wednesdays in the live stream and in the studio, Fridays in the live stream, both shows also. On demand, right here on Radio That Doesn't Suck.com. Welcome back to Chuck's World of Infinite Mojo on Listen Up Talk Radio. Having a great chat from various parts of the globe today with Jeremy Roenick. Talking about Jeremy Roenick's latest book. It's the second book that he's written after JR. The book is entitled Shoot First, Pass Later. Uh, and JR, I'd like to start off with uh, my favorite story about you. Uh, anybody who's a Jeremy Roenick fan knows the Gordie Howe story. And, you know, I think. Maybe as a fan, I like to think that your beginning as a hockey player, as an entertainer, really came from that one moment uh, where you were watching Gordie Howe as a kid. I believe you were, what, you were 10 years old, and he came over and shoveled yeah. some snow on top of your head and really made that yeah, connection seven, with you. Yeah, I and seven, I think yeah. that's the way you actually carry yourself on the ice, and now that you're transitioned to broadcasting, you still bring that to the table. Was that a moment there that really connected for you as an entertainer? Well, I think so, and I think you know it's 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 what pro athletes and a lot of entertainers lose focus on, and that's the fact that the fans are out there, and the fans uh, they they pay a lot of money to either watch shows, watch movies, watch concerts, watch hockey games, watch football games, watch sporting events, and you know it's very easy to get that ego, and it's very easy to to think that you're better than somebody else, and really not give anybody the time of day. And I think it's important, like Gordy Howe taught me. That time, respect, a little bit of uh, a little bit of appreciation uh, towards the people that that really admire you and pay their hard-earned dollars to come and and really support uh, what you do and to watch you play is is the most the most important thing in pro sports. And uh, I've always tried to make sure that uh, the fan, uh, whether they're big fans of mine or whether it's just a, a, uh, they just heard of me, uh, know that I appreciate the fact that they. Uh, that they do support the game, they do support celebrities, they do support sports in general. And I think they appreciate that. Um, 
they're they're more inclined to get involved and more inclined to follow you and like you when they know that you uh, when they they know that you really care about their involvement. And Gordy Howe taught me that at seven years old by dumping snow on my head, um, and just acknowledging uh, my presence. Acknowledgement is a huge thing in our lives, and when you don't acknowledge somebody, it's almost like you you think that you're better than them. And acknowledgement really uh, really makes you feel special. And I've always tried to make people feel as special as I can from the day I started in the National Hockey League, even till today when I see somebody, whether it's on the street, in the airport, or in a sporting event. It's, uh, it's really important to me. You know, and I remember having you on the show last time. You said something on the show that really made me stop and think. And I asked you, why are you that kind? Why do you take the extra time to acknowledge people? Why do you sign autographs after... Many athletes have gone afterwards. And, and you said something that struck a chord with me. You said, because the game is secondary. It's not about the hockey. It's about using your platform for the greater good of the whole. And obviously, anyone who's seen you at an event or signings or anything like that afterwards has, has really gotten that as well. So your transition from athletes to commentator, now to author as well, sharing some of this acknowledgement as well, who's someone that's got you where you're at right now that you wouldn't be without and that you like to acknowledge that got you where you're at right now? Um, well, I think it goes back to my mom and dad instilling good values. Uh, there's no question about that. You know, coaches being tough on me, making sure that I stayed humble, uh, even though sometimes I didn't seem like I was humble. I still had a brash uh, kind of uh, personality and, and, and maybe persona, but in person, one-on-one, um, with my friends, with people that meet me on the street, uh, they see very quickly that I'm a very caring, very uh, appreciative person that uh, that really cares about um, meeting new people and different people. Um, moving into television, uh, my persona in terms of my recognizability has become far greater because I'm on television without my equipment, without my helmet, and I'm on coast to coast across Canada, across the United States. And so, you know, you have to really be on your toes, and there's going to be more people that are watching. You have more people that are going to know who you are, and the representation is very important. So for me, um, you know, for, for people like my, my mom and dad to instill the good values, for uh, my boss at NBC to make sure that uh, I'm always thinking in the back of my mind representing the peacock, um, doing things that are, uh, you know, I, I still do the crazy things that most people wouldn't do. And I think that's what makes me a little bit uh, different than the, than, the, than the norm. But I've been doing that my whole life, and maybe that's why I'm on television. Maybe that's why I have the job that I have is because I've been kind of setting it up kind of under the radar because of the personality and the outgoingness that I've had for so long and my ability to talk to people and not be afraid of a camera. And I think that's, uh, you know, that's just pretty much unfolded as, as, as my life is gone. I just have to make sure that I try to... Uh, contain it as much as I can because I can uh, at times do too much, go too many places, and kind of lose uh, lose focus on on the real important thing, and that's uh, my life, my own life, and my own family. Well, I, I think the real beauty of your books is that they're honest and you're direct and you're upfront about who you are. But there's a lot of people that are going to read that book and they might have a few more questions. So I've got ten questions that we're going to go as rapid fire. That. Uh, we can give a little bit more information to people out there who Jeremy Roenick really is. You want to play? Let's do it. Okay. So question number one, movie Swingers and Wedding Crashers, you're in both, mentioned. Which one do you watch? Uh, I'm a big Wedding Crashers uh, move, uh, buff. I, um, 
you know, I think uh, Vince Vaughn, you know, naming himself Jeremy in, in Wedding Crashers was pretty cool. Uh, he is, uh, he's one of my good buddies, and I probably watched that movie over a hundred times. <laughs> Childhood hero. Childhood hero was, um, uh, was my dad, number one, and Rick Middleton of the Boston Bruins, number two. Um, he was the kind of guy I emulated uh, as a hockey player growing up in Boston. You scored your 500 goal to San Jose Sharks. You had the overtime goal against the Leafs with the Flyers. If you could only have one feeling from one of those goals, which one do you take? Uh, the 500 goals. That's uh, that's a pretty huge accomplishment. Uh, the goal against the, the goal against Eddie was probably my favorite goal of all time. But uh, I think the one that was most meaningful was uh, was 500 and 501. If you had five guys to go to war with, who would they be? Um, five guys to go to war with. Uh, that's a that's a good question. I'd I'd have uh, Chris Chelios for sure. Would be one of the guys that's going to be on my on my one wing. Ty Domi would be another guy because you can't hurt that guy. He's just one of those guys. It's just a, a crazy, um, a crazy freak, strong guy. So I would take him on my side. I would probably uh, I'd probably take General Patton because he's a badass. That uh, in, in his story, I'm a historian buff, so I would take him because he's uh, he's defended our country uh, honorably before. Um, I would probably um, see. I would probably take with me uh, a guy like Ronald Reagan because he could move, he could he could swoon the pants off anybody. A guy who knows, uh, who could talk to anybody, who who's, uh, can speak his way out of a situation uh, at any time. And sometimes, you know, if you're in a tough situation in a battle, sometimes you need somebody who can uh, who can talk his way out of it. And so Ronald Reagan was always my favorite. And then my last one will probably be my wife because she's the, she is probably the craziest, uh, most protective, and the uh, the biggest pit bull that I've ever been around. Mm-hmm. Good choices. Who would you want to meet that you haven't met yet? Um, geez, that's a good question. Um, um, that's a very good question. I've I've met so many different people. I think um, there's. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big I'm a big politician guy. I'm a big politician buff, and I think uh, you know, looking at all the stuff that's going around with the, with the politics today, and um, hope maybe the next president of our, of, of uh, the United States, and watching these guys go, uh, Marco Rubio in, in in the states is some guy that really interests me right now, and a guy that I would like to know a little bit more about. With that being said, who's a person that you met and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm meeting this person? Jeez, um, again, <laughs> uh, I've met Clint Eastwood. That was that was pretty unbelievable. That's pretty um, cool. That was a that was a big that was a big uh, big one for me. I'm, I'm I'm good friends with Donald Trump, and that was that was pretty fun to get to know uh, the person behind the person that you see on television. Um, I've met Madonna a long time ago. You know, she said the F word better than I've ever heard anybody say the F word before. So, um, you know, I've, I've, met some pretty cool, you. I've met some pretty cool people in my time. A person who, who repeatedly inspires you. Um, you know, I, I met a guy the other day. Uh, his name is Travis Mills. Uh, he's, he's touring the country right now on a book tour. He just wrote a book, As Tough As They Come. Uh, he's one of only five 
quadruple amputees that have survived uh, uh, an IED in Afghanistan. And um, I met him on a plane the other day, and I talked to him for three hours straight. And I um, I left there never never being more intrigued, more uh, proud, and more um, in awe of somebody. Is a guy who has no arms, no legs, and had the best personality I've ever seen. And he, um, you know, I, his message that he, that he gave me, he's like, everybody has problems. You have problems. He has problems. She has problems. I have problems. We just have different problems that we have to deal with. And I, you know, I left that that encounter um, absolutely uh, in, in, enamored of Travis Mills. Wow, that's a great tribute, Jr. Last question here: What band would you be in, and what instrument would you play in that band? A current band, or any band, or past band. Your choice. Uh, I would be. Um, I would be my favorite band of all time is the Eagles, so I would be um, I would be the Eagles, and I would be uh, I would be the bass player, or I would be um, or I would be uh, Don Henley playing the guitar, playing the drums and singing, for sure. Or 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 I would be Chad Kroger and Nickelback. Oh. Well, you're back into Toronto this weekend for your book signings. You're going to be in uh, Burlington. 11 o'clock in the morning at the Costco, and then 3 o'clock in the afternoon at the Costco in the South Mississauga. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you there and looking forward to catching up with you, Karen. As always, thanks for taking the time out to, uh, to talk with us today about your book, Shoot First, Pass Later. Awesome, Chuck. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. More Chuck's World right around the corner. Stay with us. Welcome back to Chuck's World of Infinite Mojo. 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 Mojo! Yeah, we stole that. Now, back to the show. All right, time for the wrap on Chuck's World. And uh, Chuck, where again is uh, JR going to be? Where are you going to be on Saturday? Well, I'm going to be down at the uh, book signings with JR. He's going to be in Burlington at Costco on Saturday, the 14th of November. 11 o'clock in the morning, uh, and then 3 o'clock in the afternoon at the Costco in South Mississauga. So 11 o'clock in Burlington, 3 o'clock in South Mississauga at the Costco. Sweet. And uh, how do we get hold of JR if we're looking for more information? If we have no freaking idea who he is, but we want to know more about him or reach out and contact him. You can order his book online at Amazon.com. You can go to his website, which is RoanickLife.com, or you can get him on Twitter at Jeremy underscore Roenick, and you can catch his book, which is entitled Shoot First, Pass Later, at any of those places. Sweet. All right, we got to run. We're over time. Uh, catch you right uh, back here on Chuck's World of Infinite Mojo. Thank you for spending time with Chuck in his infinite world of mojo. If you'd like to get in touch with Chuck or Todd, the email address is feedback at radio that doesn't suck.com or call the feedback line 866 269 6155.